Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening and welcome to the summer series of the same old Arsenal podcast. Episode one for me, but not for the same old Arsenal, which I'll talk about in a moment. But episode one for me and what a guest I have. My podcast brother is back and I'm so excited that I could just sit and talk to you all night, Mr. Kevin Campbell. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast. How are you doing? You're right. Listen, PG, it's been a while. Thanks for having me on as, as, as always. Whenever we can, we know our, our schedules are busy, especially mine having three teams in the Premier League. But it's a pleasure to come on, pleasure for all the uh, people in chat. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it, it, it's just weird. Let, let's just do some introductions for the people that have watched this pod and didn't know that for quite a few years, Kevin and I podded together. We potted together. So this is really strange. A, that I'm hosting you. It is yes. so bizarre. And the fact that it just feels like you were back on our show yesterday. So I love it. I love that Mr. Super Kevin Campbell is here and I want to sing your song. So to everybody in the chat room, he is a very good friend of mine, not just podcasts. Um, for years. For years now. <laughs> what did before so podcasts come out? Oh, my God. It's just like so weird that... You know, for everybody that's older and we and you are the same age, which is bizarre. I mean, a lot of people are a lot younger in the chat room, I think, that when Kevin was playing over the high, over high, over the Arsenal at Highbury, I was sitting in the East Stand being a stroppy teenager, young Kevin. And I could hear her cursing me. So to everyone in the chat room, thank you. Look at this, P. Everyone loves you. I was going to call you PG. Now, let me explain something else as well. I never called myself PG, ever. I've always Princess Guna or Amanda. But this man started the PG revolution. It's not me, honestly, wasn't it? It was you. PG, PG tips, you know. (laughs) But PG tips was really your style of the the way you conducted yourself on on live. 
the way you were on here. You're giving tips out. You 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 got a good knowledge of football, and and you don't take you don't suffer fools. So that's why I, I called you PG Tips. But obviously because of the T, the old PG Tips, it stuck, <laughs> didn't it? You know. Look at this, Super Casey. Everyone loves having you here. So, do you know what? It th This summer series is going to be me talking to lots of different people, ex-footballers, fans, different podcasts. We've got the Gay Gooners coming on. I'm going to have girls on here and my family are going to come on. But what a place. What a wonderful start that I've got you on. And I don't have you for long because you're busy tonight. So, well, we, Listen, we've got a lot to cover. We have. I don't even know where to start. But first of all, I want to talk about what's happened recently. So, well done, West Ham, on winning the Europa Conference League final. Do you know what? I was rooting for them, Kev. I was really rooting. I live very close to the area of West Ham. Yeah. Most of my work colleagues are West Ham. We don't have bad feeling with West Ham, do we? Were you supporting them? I was. I've got to say, I was supporting West Ham. Um, I, I'd done a... Um... An appearance with Ray Parler. It was me, Ray Parler, Liam Brady, and Tony Cotty. And there were quite, it was a it was a gooner do, but there were a load of West Ham fans there as well. And we're having a good chat. And we're <laughs> saying, you know, for West Ham, it's 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 so important after last season to get over the line this season. You could see they were primed, they were really enjoying their, their European experience. But what a way to win it, uh, oh PG. My God. What an absolute way to win it. And you know what? The scenes that, that we saw, the, the, the way they celebrated the players, the staff, the manager, the, the fan base, I'm really pleased for them. I am really pleased for them. Do you know what's interesting? I had work colleagues, <clears throat> an ex-work colleague of mine was there, plus friends. So I was getting different videos, different pictures during the night. And I felt so happy for them because... It's massive to win a trophy and the fact they did it before Spurs. And we all know that West Ham and Arsenal do not like Spurs much. And um, that was great. The fact that Bowen does that in the last, I don't even know, the last few minutes, I actually was so pleased. It is weird, not cheering for another team, but wanting that team wanted to win. Wanting them to win. We want them yeah. to win. Do you know what? I, I wanted them to win. And it's not a matter of, listen, I'm not a West Ham fan. We're, we're, we're gooners. But... At the end of the day, listen, I've got no gripe with West Ham unless we're playing them. Do you know what I mean? Unless we're playing them. I wanted them to win. And I think the scenes were quite quite fitting. You know, a lot of people threw shade on this trophy. It's a trophy. A lot of people threw shade on it. Oh, it's a, it's a tin pot cup. Do you know what? I wouldn't mind having one of them on the sideboard. I'll tell you what, PG. I'm going to get to that because... We could go back years of how we constantly say a trophy is much more important than top four. However, would you have swapped? Say United weren't in the top four and they won the League Cup this year. Would we have swapped the League Cup and come in fifth? No. No. Last, we finished fifth last season. I think for us, in our development, uh, PG, I think that's so important for us to be able to get in the top four and then start to build because we haven't been there in a while. And what happens with getting in the top four? All of a sudden, you're Champions League and you start to bring in a better level of player. That's what we've been missing. We've, we've, we've tried hard, but we haven't been able to get there. And all of a sudden, we get there. Yeah, it's not a trophy, 
But in the scheme of things for us, I think it's so important to be able to, one, rub shoulders with the big boys, two, recruit properly. And I, I expect us to spend quite a bit of money. I do. And mm -hmm. I, I expect us to clear the decks with a few as well. No, I totally agree. And sorry to everyone in the um, chat room. You will get to ask Kevin questions. I am saving them all. Don't worry, I'm not going to ignore you. I'm saving, but there's a few things I want to go through first. The fact that you, young man, played for Arsenal, 224 appearances and 60 goals. And yes, I didn't know that off the top of my head. I had to go and have a look at that one. Um, but I you know don't what, even Kev? know that. You didn't? <laughs> I don't, I swear to you. I, I, don't, I don't look at stats or anything. I was just... I was just so privileged to play for Arsenal. And and as a fan, to play for the club and then win oh. with the clubs. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Incredible. God. Incredible. So we, we West Ham have done that. <clears throat> United won the league trophy. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about United because I know you live not far. Mm. Um, and then City win the treble. Now, I had a lot of City fans, friends of mine in Istanbul that I wished on well on the day. And I'm, I was very torn. You know, I know. You've met some of my Man City friends, yes. actually. Yes. They were yes. all there. Now, I find it hard because as much as I'm pleased for them, to me, and I'm not talking about the allegations because they are just that allegations, the fact that they've spent nearly a billion pounds and everything else that goes with the fact that they've done the treble this way it is a. Um, I don't want to say too much. We're live on a podcast. It's very hard for me because I know whatever I'm going to say. But what I'm trying to say is, Kev, I think it's tainted slightly. Do you understand what I mean by that? Look, I understand what you mean because I know, I know you tried to put the the so-called allegations and stuff behind, but they're not exactly allegations, are they? They've been watched for a number of years. And there were some serious problems there, issues over a number of years. The problem is, though, you see, PG, for me, mm. I, I, I wanted City to win. That, that, I haven't got a problem with City winning. I haven't got a problem with that. The problem I have is with the Premier League, why come out and say these things if you're not going to act? You might as well keep quiet. When you mention it, then you act. But they don't act, so it leaves it leaves an asterisk there, doesn't it? It does yeah. leave an asterisk there. And it's not... I was going to say it's not City's fault. It's not City's fault that there's an asterisk there because of the ineptitude of the Premier League. Shut your mouth until... If you want to, if you want to go heavy on them, go heavy on them. But don't mention it, and then you, you, we're not going to see anything done. And and that's true. And And the thing is, if this was us, and I was a Man City fan... I would feel like that. Now, my friends who you've met have been going for 40, 50, well, 40 odd years. Yeah. So they've been in the lower tiers. And for those people, those fans, over the moon, dream, isn't it? it it's is. An incredible and, dream. and you can't deny the football. But those allegations actually ruined our season. And I'll tell you why. Up to then, they were playing OK. Now, everyone goes on about their finish to the season. I know this. But my friends were saying to me just before those allegations, we're very average. It's you're going to win this league, and I went, oh, whatever, we're not, we're not. When the allegations came out, one of them messaged me and went, "This is the best thing to happen to City. It's us against the world." And yep. from that moment on, 
They did not stop. We then had Saliba injured and the rest is history. Look, you know, I'm going to talk about our season in a second, but I, I tainted as in like when United won it, it wasn't tainted. We we really pushed them. You know, Burkamp penalty, all changes. They don't win the they don't win the treble. We know that. Um however, it they do play the most amazing football. It has been incredible to watch. You can't deny they're worthy winners. However, there is a little bit of tainted there, I, I do believe. Now, Alan Algar, friend of the show and friend of you as well. Yeah, good lad. Sent, good lad. Yep, sent me um, a tweet. And I said, I'm going to read it out to you. So if you just give me two seconds, I'm going to find it right now. And he said to me, I want you to ask Kev this. Number one, no non-Arsenal fans out of the UK even know about the Invincibles. It's not an achievement with global recognition. Number two, not one Chelsea United Liverpool City fan even speak about wanting to do it and wouldn't swap a Champions League for it. Number three, we didn't even lament 1991 as if huge. We enjoyed the title win. Now, his argument is, would you rather have the treble or the invincibles? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask you that. The treble or the invincible, the treble with a... uh, Listen, I just think the going a season unbeaten is, is unique. It's so unique. I know a treble. Listen, Man United done it, and now City, their neighbours have, have done it. So it's not that unique. It can be done. It's the Pep's second in his career. Yeah. But there ain't many who have gone a season unbeaten. So give me that unbeaten one. And I know people don't talk about it around the world, but do you know what? We got the gold trophy. Is yours we gold? Got the gold trophy. That will will and and listen, we're gonna we're gonna have our time. To build towards European winning the league again. We're going to get our time because we're building. But that goal one is so hard to do. To not it's the hardest the of the lot. You could get lucky in the cup. Yeah. But the league, you can't get lucky. You can't get lucky going unbeaten. No, you I have agree. to be on it. Um and I just want to go back to something about West Ham. I was very disappointed with the commentary, Kevin, when he went, it's up for grabs now. Who the oh. hell does he think he is using that? And I was a split second late because Carl mentioned it and went, what did he say? And I went, he said it's up for grabs now. I said, well, what's he doing? And, and as Carl said, that's, that's a shame for West Ham because they don't have their tagline that we've had since 1989. Now, if you step back, me and you, we were both there. We were both in the crowd. Although you were part of the squad, I was in the crowd, obviously. If we step back and if we spoke about this game and we weren't Arsenal fans, it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. We went to Liverpool to a fortress. That's all I'm going to say. It's like going to Man City and having over to win many by years. Two clear goals. And to win by two clear goals in their manner. Last game yes. of the season. We don't get enough credit for that because it wasn't in the Premier League trade. That's it, right. It's because... just the problem. And, and, PG, this is what you got to understand. It's the Arsenal. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to give us any credit. They, they patted us on the back and said, well done, you won it there. But that should be lauded. But it wasn't. 
91 no. should be lauded, taking it back off Liverpool and losing only one game, conceding eight, only 18 goals. No. Was, they don't give us our props. But you know what? We're Arsenal. We have to take it. But that just goes to show when we do win, we got to make sure we celebrate because nobody's going to give us any uh, any props. Oh, and we did celebrate in the ground when Reese Nelson scored in the 98th minute. I can tell you that came close to Mickey Thomas, that feeling, Trev. I think I went into shock. It was, what, 30-odd years later <laughs> than when I was behind at Anfield. That goal, I, I couldn't speak. It was the, the, the electricity around that stadium, inside the stadium, sorry, was so unique. I'm not sure we'll ever experience that sec that that again in that way, unless we beat Tottenham in uh, I don't know in something. Oh, wait, listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Finally, the Emirates is starting to see. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Really big moments in games. You know, a, a title charge this season. It, it failed miserably at the end and disappointingly for us. But you know what? They, this Arsenal side under Mikel Arteta gave me some of the best moments I've had in the Premier League for, for 19 years. I've got to say for 19 years. And... Uh, what a team we've got. So many players on double figures. So many players doing better than better than we thought they would do. I'm coming to that. Yeah, Kev. I know, but I'm just I'm just working it round. I know, say, you're getting there. Because I do these... want to talk about the fact that you've had to struggle as well with Forrest and Everton being down there. For people that don't know, and I'm sure you do, Kev played a major part in keeping Everton up. And Forrest and West Brom, and I never say this right, Trabs on Spore. Bang on. Come on, Trabzon come sport. on, that is impressive. Bang on, bang on. We're going to talk about and, Everton. And, and I was on loan at Leicester, so you and can Leicester, imagine. Um, too much, and the, and the stress of it. But we're going to talk about Nottingham Forest, and we're going to, um, um, 
Apparently, I'm not allowed to say Notts Forest. I did that. Yeah, not in a, not in a no, way. No, like I did Nottingham. it on a Nottingham Forest podcast once. And although everyone loved me, apparently they got so many people saying, does she not know not to call them Notts Forest? I really apologise. I didn't. I call them Notts Forest. Now I call them Nottingham Forest. Anyway, not moving that. on See, from Notts that. See, Notts Count is the other two. Notts Count is Notts. That's right. I've yeah. learned. They were very nice to me in the end. But Good. we'll talk about that in a minute. So I wanted to go back to this season. Um and I wanted to talk to you about something that, you know, is being thrown at us constantly and I'm constantly fighting people. Did we bottle it or did we just run out of steam and the injuries and we didn't have a strong enough squad? Well, we didn't have a strong enough squad, that's for sure. Uh, I think we I think we, we knew that anyway. We were going full, t- full pelt with really 14 players. But we had to play our best 11 in as many games as we could. We had some help. We did get some help um, in January, which, which you know, uh, Trossard and, and stuff came in. And I thought they, uh, Jorginho, I thought they'd done, they done pretty well to help us. But as you well know, PG, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And when it really comes down to the end, when the big pressure's on, However you want to call it, people could call it bottling it. People could call it, you know, we, 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 we lost energy. We, whatever you want to call it, we're at the same spot. We couldn't get the job done. And I just think, obviously, there were injuries. There was a certain injury to Saliba, which didn't help. But I just thought Manchester City, when they, when they picked their, their pace up, it was incredible. For us to win it, I'm sure we would have had to have beaten them at one stage. We played them twice. We didn't beat them. They beat us at home and away. So, you know, the, the better in the end, the better team won. The more experienced team, the better team. But I'm expecting this Arsenal boys, just like last season, to go away, lick their wounds, and come back and, and have that mindset, get add additions in, and go for it again this season because now they know the course and distance. Before they didn't know the course and distance. Now they do. And we've got to learn to be a bit more flexible with our squad because now there's Champions League. They know how to manage the Champions League and the league and all these cups. You know, again, that's going to be another thing for us. But with a better squad, with more quality players, PG, I'll be honest with you. We have to go for it. We have to go for everything. I think it's going to be tougher this year because where we were hoping for top four and ending fourth or even third would have been incredible, to go through the whole season like that and watch the amazing football like that, the pressure's massively on. So I want you to talk to me about what you would mark the team out of 10 and Arteta out of 10. I think Arteta gets a, this season he gets a eight and a half. Mm. Uh, I thought he'd done a really good job. And as I said, getting into a title challenge where, you know, in the end we failed. But as I said, whatever you call it, run out of steam, bottled it. I don't care what you say. We're still at the same spot. We didn't get the job done. Um, I think Arteta gets an eight and a half. And I think the team gets eight and a half as well. Um, team gets eight and a half because we didn't expect it. We definitely didn't expect it. 
they showed so much grit and determination and winning coming from behind in games and and just you know giving us fans the atmosphere at the Emirates I've, I've never heard the Emirates like that never heard the Emirates like that so we're starting to get an identity we're starting to get a connection between the team and the fans and that's down to the manager and the players and and, and everyone so I thought the fans get a 10 I thought the fans were absolutely incredible um this season but as we know it's going to take some stopping. The yardstick keeps getting moved because that City squad, you know, hopefully they're going to lose a few players because after winning the treble, I'm hoping that a few of the players say, I'm done here. So, you know, we might be able to get a little bit closer. <laughs> um, but, you know, what a great achievement it will be to be able to pit them to a title. But it's going to be tough. We know that. Pressure's pressure. But we know what we've got to do. But in your playing days, you didn't have City. You had Liverpool, but they weren't bankrolled by oh, a nation state, as I say. Um, they were. They. It was a level playing field until Abramovich walked in. I said the day he walked in, he ruined football. It's never going to be like this. It's going to be even harder. Seriously, City can just go and buy more players, and it, I just it. It's a shame. However. It proves how well we did this year, this season. And let's just talk about the Emirates. So I think the atmosphere improved the season before last towards the end. The away fans had really picked up the season before last, did not stop singing, even when we were losing. And then it brought that atmosphere into the Emirates. The Ashburn Army have tried their best. They've been brilliant. They've been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Except the drum. However, I'm not going down drum gate. Stop molding you. Uh, no, I know. I get drums thrown at me on Twitter. It's quite funny. Um, I think the Ashburton Army are absolutely phenomenal for what they're doing in the clock end. The clock end is so loud, Kev. It's fantastic. The East Stand behind me now, the East Stand upper, we're all singing. you got yeah. the North. It is electric. And the fact that, and we were just talking about this off air, what they've only painted outside it makes it so enjoyable just to have a walk round and look at the artwork. And my heart goes every time I see you on the Highbury artwork, because yeah. it. I just honestly, Carl says, do we have to stand at this every time we come to the Emirates? I go, yeah, but look, there's Kev. The Kev's there <laughs> and it's Highbury and George Graham. And, and, and I go to it and everyone's taking pictures, but of every art piece of artwork. And then up comes the mural. Now, um, I'm still in total shock that I'm on the mural. It was absolutely the most incredible honour. And Kev, when I saw it live last week, my heart went. I've seen pictures, but to actually see it, you're in round the, the other side of the stadium yeah, to me. On the other side, yeah. I am. I'll never. I think that's got me one of the most special things ever. So what Arsenal have done have reconnected all the fans, the players reconnected completely. Likeable players as well. Likeable players. Erdegaard FaceTiming fans on a train on the way home. Fantastic. Now that leads me into Chris's next show on Wednesday night. Akil, who Erdegaard FaceTimed, is on our show Wednesday night with Trevor and another fantastic uh, gooner, Merv, um, Merv Deneen. They're on 7.30 on Wednesday evening. I'll talk about that later, but 
Akil's a really good friend of mine as well. And I just messaged him. I went, what the heck? What, Erdegaard FaceTime? It's like amazing. So that connection with the beautiful artwork, with the the inside electricity, Arteta loves us. And I mean, proper loves us. Mm. The players love us. Absolutely love us. So I was invited to the kit launch mm-hmm. and Saka the, the, the Saka thing, you know, when he was standing yeah. in, in the crowd. And when he walked past us, I just had to say something. I said, Saka, and he looked at me and I went, we love you. You know, like he was down the <laughs> other end of the row. I really should have gone and shook his hand. He picked up the mic at the bottom of the stadium, uh, at the bottom of the stand, Kev, and he told us how much he loved him, loved us. It was impromptu. It wasn't part of it. He wasn't even supposed to do it. But yet he said, We'll see you all on Sunday. Thank you for everything. We love you all. My heart went. This was a Monday morning, by the way. I was standing in a cold clock end and I just thought, this is it. This is what we've wanted, Kev. We had this in the 80s with George Graham. We had it all when you lot were hanging out the windows, singing. You know, we met. I met you at the Christmas do when I was 18. Yeah, we'd we'd mingle, we'd do... There'd Absolutely. be so many gigs and do's where the, the players and the fans could mingle. Um, for me, I think there's a lot of times where fans can complain about the club for, for not doing things right. I think the club have got it right from, from the, the, the atmosphere in the stadium, from the players, from the artwork, from everything connected with Arsenal. I think Obviously, there's a, a few players that we need to, in order to challenge that City lot. But I think the fundamentals are in place, the foundation's in place. And you've got to give credit to Arsenal because if you remember, there was infighting a few years ago. There was all sorts. What start of the, was it last season? Where we, after three games, we were bottom. There was murders going on. But look where we've come. We've settled down. We've got a, got a team. And now we've got the opportunity to really inject some money and buy some quality players. And a lot of people ask me about, you know, the owners. Are the owners going to invest? I said, now we're going to find out. I think the owners are, are fully bought in. I, I had a, a good conversation with Josh, Josh Kroenke at the, one of the games. And, and they're in it for the long haul. They're in it to, to win it. So... I think Arsenal are going to go big. I really do. I do. And I'm getting to the questions because you've got so many and we don't have you for very long. So let's just, I'm just going to pick random ones. Right. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. They're going to be on the show two weeks tonight. Hilsey and Fergus. Thank you for joining me, Fergus and Kev. Question. Do you think if Saliba stayed fit, we would have pushed on to win the title? If not, why? No, I don't think it, I don't think we would have won the title solely because um, we we didn't, don't have the experience, and you've got to understand and know how to. I think it might have been a bit closer. That's for sure. It might have been a bit closer, um, but I, I don't think we would have won it. I wanted us to win it so bad. I was desperate for us to mm. win it. But I just think Manchester City—they've got all the—they've got all the momentum. They picked it up, and um, unfortunately, we just couldn't get it done. 
Okay, thank you. Carl Stark, welcome to the show. <laughs> Question, is running out of steam two seasons in a row at the same point a worrying trend or just bad luck? No, it's not. It's it's not really running out of steam the same point because going for top four and going for a title is two different feelings, let me tell you. Mm. Um, I think the team learned from the previous season. But you look at the points tally, the points tally was huge. Mm. was huge. Uh, but again, you're going, you're going up against a team like City who were used to late 80s, 90s, even 100 points. So that's, that's the yardstick, and we're not used to it. Now we're starting to get yardstick, used to it. The players are starting to understand what it takes. So I don't think it's worrying. I think it's, it's progress because it's, we're at different, different levels now. Okay, thank you. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hi, and great to catch both you two legends. Question for Kev. Does he believe we're going to add a striker or should we move on Eddie and give Balogun a proper chance? Uh, I, I, I can't see Eddie moving on. I can see Balogun leaving. Balogun's now had the opportunity to play regularly. Um, you know, what's, what's funny for me is everyone's quick to want to throw Eddie away. Eddie's the one who kept us in it. When yeah. Jesus went down, Eddie's the one yeah. who kept us going. So has Balogun done that? No, he hasn't done that. He's done it in France, which is great. But how do we know Balogun could carry the team? So we don't. I don't think Balogun's going to stay around. I think we do a bit of business, bring some money in to build the coffers up for bringing more players in because I think we do. Are we going to sign a striker? I think we could, but I don't think Mikel Arteta is thinking that way fully yet. I think he's going to be looking at the midfield and, and defence to strengthen because I think that's where we lost it. We still scored goals. We still looked strong. If you If you're out of the game, PG, you're not going to get a chance. No. And we've got to be in the games to nick it 1-0. 1-0 to the Arsenal would, would have done us in a few of those games. But we couldn't stop, we couldn't shut the back door. So I think midfield and defence is where he's going to prioritise. And maybe an attacking midfielder, stroke winger. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mm, I love Jesus. I hope he does it. Okay, question. If we sign Declan Rice, what does Kevin think he'd bring to the side and how important could signing be? There's a lot of talk about Declan Rice, isn't there? Then again, I saw a video of him this morning saying, no, I'm staying at West Ham. But maybe that's all talk because he has to say that. Who knows? Well, listen, if Declan Rice comes to Arsenal, we've got a midfielder who not only can he do box to box, he could play the holding role in midfield. He could play the, the number eight, but he can be a destroyer as well. He can go after people um, at, and, and hunt them down. We haven't had a midfielder like that for since probably Vieira. Yeah. who could do that, go and hunt people down, nick the ball off from high up and go and score or create. Um, he's, that, he's that good a player. And he could also play centre-back believe it or not. You know, that's where he started, centre-back. So, having a player like that, who, who is real quality, who we can bring in, I think would be ideal. People say, yeah, 100 million, 100 million. If you get him for 10 years, it's 10 million a season. I'll take that, PG. I'll be honest with you. 10 you know million makes, a season's cheap. Makes me laugh when, go, oh, he's not worth it. It's not your money. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's Just like Ben money. White wasn't worth 50 million. Yeah. He played right back was unbelievable this season. So. It is funny. Right. You a little know, bit of is. a controversial one here from Phil Macker. Is it true Andy Cole was sold because George thought you were better? Well, I was playing. So, you know, I, I would already, I'd already won a, uh, a title. So I was in the team. So I don't know whether... Um, he sold because George Graham thought I was better. But the bottom line is, if, you, if you're Andy Cole, you have to wait for your turn, don't you? Yeah. And maybe he didn't want to wait for his turn. So, you know, he took a step, he took a step down, went to Bristol, and then the rest was history. So Absolutely. that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you have to take a step down to come up. Exactly. And, and I'm that's sure he's had with a... him and he, he done had a great career, didn't he? So. Oh, didn't he just? Yeah. Okay. Melvin Marks. Hello, Uncle Melv. If we would have had, if we would have held on, would this be a bigger achievement than the Invincibles feat? By the way, he thinks it would have been. Um, not necessarily, no. Um, because winning a title is massive, but <laughs> winning a title being invincible is different. Let's let's be honest. Um, it would have been an incredible achievement, and you know, it, in in some quarters, said it maybe could have eclipsed eighty nine, which which I don't think so. But if we'd have done it, it would have been sweet. Melvin, the problem is we didn't do it, and yeah. it would have been good, but we didn't. So, hey, okay, um, so many lovely questions, Robert Stevens. When Arteta spoke about bringing back the DNA to Arsenal, when he first took over, do you think he was talking about the fan base? And if so, what does he have to do next? I think the DNA of Arsenal was was the players and the way when you cross that white line. Because if, if the players, if the fans know the players are giving it their all, the fans stay with them. And that's mm. what we've seen. We've seen the, the fans, have, as I said, the fans have been a 10 plus because they've been incredible. But it's only because what they're seeing on the pitch has been pleasing to them and, and they know that the boys are putting their lot in. So what do we have to do next? I think everybody realises what we have to do next. We've got to bring in quality players to complement what we've already got to get better as a squad. And what we want to be able to do is, whether it's Carabao Cup or Champions League, 
if you could change that team, the team's going to be just as strong no matter what team you pick. I think that's that's the next stage. Mm. Yeah. These fantastic questions. Uh, Guns and yellow ribbons are going. KC, who had the better season? Arsenal getting second, Man U getting third, and a cup, or even West Ham United getting a European trophy and staying up? Man U and West Ham had better seasons than us, but our, our season was still positive. Because at the end of the day, PG, we've discussed it plenty of times. When it comes to the team picture at the, end, at the next season, and you've got that bit of silverware in front of you, that shows you've been successful. The fact we're going into the Champions League now is great for our, our, our foundation, great for Saka and all the guys there, Martinelli. These guys now are going to be on that, that Champions League stage, which is yeah. what we needed to bring better players in. But bottom line is silverware. You've got to win silverware. And that's what we've got to do next season. I don't care whether it's a Carabao Cup, FA Cup, League or Champions League. I don't care. Bring it on. I want to win. It's true. I think the question could be who had the most enjoyable season. It would have oh, been... We had the most enjoyable us season. Us out of that lot. Yeah, we had However, the most... However, winning a trophy, Kevin. We've always it said it. It is so important. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, let's get a few more questions in. Okay. More than a wheelchair. Hello, welcome back to the show. I haven't seen you for a while. Question, Kev, whatever happened to Ian Selly as a young gun? I always liked him. Yeah, Selly, uh, I'm on social media with sales at the minute, um, uh, chatting to sales. But obviously, when I when I left, I think sales was still there when I left. I left in, what, 95? I think sales was still there. So under Bruce Rioch and stuff, I'm not too sure what, I think things went a bit pear-shaped on the inside of the club until Wenger came in um, and stuff like that. So, But Sales is still about Ninja, we called him, because he was so quiet. So He he's looked still about. quiet, actually. He, he, was, looked... he was quiet, but he, he, he was devilish in the tackle. He was a good player, Sales. Right. Emerson Allen Cozier. Cozier. Hi, Emerson. Question for Kevin. Which of last season under-21 squad will make their debut for the first team this season coming? Good question. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we saw Wanieri make his um, debut last season, didn't we? And we're not sure whether he's gonna, he's even going to be at the club uh, because everyone could could try and, and prize him away. Um, first team, I'm not too sure if anyone's going to make their debut this season. Okay. Uh, solely because it's Champions League. And when you have a deep enough squad or bigger squad, the likes of maybe an Emil Smith-Rowe, they're the ones who get to play in the Carabao Cup, etc. And what you always try and do, you see Man City do it, they just stack the bench with the first-team players if they're needed. That's what they do. So if ever they're in a spot above, they bring on certain players and they bring first-team players and they bring them on. That's what we have to do because we have to we have to look to, to, to win trophies. So I think it's going to get a little bit harder for the under-21s, if I'm honest with you, unless somebody really gets outstanding. And But I'm just not so sure at this, this moment in time because we've moved another level now being in the Champions League. Mm, yeah, 
It's, it's more pressure this year than last season. Exactly. Okay. Hi, Patrice. Patrice from Zambia. Hello. Hi, Super Kev. Name four signings that will make us challenge for the title next season. You know how much I hate all this chat, don't you? All this transfer. You know it, but I'm going to do but, it. But signings are something that we, we have to do anyway. Yep. You know, the, 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 the free, if we can get them, is Rice, Caicedo, and probably... I don't know what's happening with him, but if Gundogan could come in, oh, I think that that guy's a special talent. I think he's he's another yeah. captain. He's someone who is decisive in big moments. I think that that would be great. And you know, I like that like that uh, PSV Simons. I thought he was excellent. Could play up top. He could play wide. He could play midfield. I thought he was excellent. Um, you know, defensively, I still think maybe we need. One that gay here at Palace, I like him. I think he's he's done really well for Palace, and somebody like him as an understudy to Gabriel or whatever, I think that will be important for us. Um, listen, we need minimum six players. Wow, do. and do you think we we'll do. get six? No, no. I, I think will we get six? Actually, I think we could get six, but it might not be the six. Starters that we need. We might get yeah. three starters and, and three squad players, but I still think we need we need six starters to really beef this squad up. Okay, I'm gonna do a couple more and then we're gonna talk about the relegation that we've all you know you struggled with. Um let's go to Leeds Gunner. Quite a nice question, Leeds Gunner. Can Ben White play the John Stones role if we bring in a new right back or if Tommy Asu regains his place? Um I don't want John Stone. I don't, I don't want Ben White playing no John Stone's role. I think what we've got to do is play the right players in their right position. And if we've got Jorginho, Party, Rice, Caicedo, Gundogan, Erdegaard, Smith Rowe, I'll take my chances with that seven. Big time, I'll take my chances. I know we might not get them all, but I want midfielders to play in there. I want I want Arsenal to really improve. And I don't want no opportunity for anybody to turn around and say, what's Ben White doing in midfield? No, yeah. we don't need that. We don't <laughs> need that. We need proper midfielders in that midfield. Absolutely. And one lovely question, because we did just speak about this. Question for Kevin. Kevin, what's it like? What What's it feel like to be on the stadium? How much of an honour that Amanda is on there too? Me, by the way. Well, I'd... I'd, I'd Carl, I've got to be honest with you. Does it take a little bit of the shine off it that Amanda's on there? No, <laughs> it doesn't. I think it's an honour for us all to be so connected with the club for all these years. Um, to be to have a place at, at the Emirates, obviously from Highbury, to have a place at the Emirates, I think is is, is special. So we all feel it differently at times. Um, I'm not there every week. But I am there every week now because I'm on the stadium. So, um, again, this is something, that Carl, I think Arsenal have got right. And to incorporate the fans in there as well, I think is special. Absolutely. Kev, we allude, thank you for answering everybody's questions. And thank you. We had so many questions that, unfortunately, Kevin's going to have to come back. 
um, and do, do a Q&A. He answers so fantastically. But we alluded to the fact that your other teams, Nottingham Forest and Everton, struggled. And bearing in mind, I knew we were going to talk about this. I invited someone on that would love to discuss Everton with you. So welcome to the show, Bazza from Toffee TV. So we're going to have a little bit of an Everton moment now, Kev. Hello, Baz. Kev, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. So we, hello, darling. How are you? Are you good? I'm all right, yeah. I'm not bad being training the, the kids. I'm absolutely sweating, but... Apart from that, it's all oh, good. Yeah. It's, all it's good. a little bit hot in this country. It Welcome to the uh, Same Old Arsenal podcast. And I am pleased to say that Everton stayed up. Now, let me just caveat this. I'm pleased Everton stayed up for you, Alan, and a few of my other toffee mates. For Arsenal, it's not so good. We never do well at Goodison Park. <laughs> but I would have known that Kev would have been very upset if Everton would have been relegated. And no word of a lie, when our match finished against Wolves, I was watching with my cousin and Carl the last few minutes of your game and I was getting stressed because if you <laughs> would have drawn, you'd have gone down. So, mm. Kev, tell everyone what Everton means to you and then I'll come to Bazza. Well, I've, I've often said this. Um, if Arsenal are my oxygen. I've supported Arsenal all my life. But Everton are in my heart. Big time. And, it, you know, players, it takes a lot to say a club is in your heart when you support another team. But the connection I got with Everton from day one has just been immense. And, and, and the feeling is still there to this day. It has never changed. And, um, you know, I, I, I walked the street up to the ground before the game and... You know the, the the crowd was singing and everything like that, singing my name. It was it was incredible. The atmosphere, I've got to say, the atmosphere was unbelievable. And I've got to say this, and Basil probably backed me up. I've never heard a louder stadium. Never Absolutely. heard a louder stadium than when when uh, the Corey scored. Mm. It was wow. It blew the top roof off. Um, so Everton means so much to me. They're 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 part of me. They're in my blood. They're in my heart. And, uh, you know, I always get the questions, don't I? When Arsenal play Everton, who do you want to win? You know, who do you want to win? I don't care. I don't care on that one. Everton seem to have a, a sign over Arsenal at Goodison. Why? Mm -hmm. Because Everton are still a big club, massive club, and it means a lot to, to play against Arsenal and the big boys. It does. It's just so strange because I know you want Arsenal to beat Everton because you're a gooner. However, I know Everton mean a lot to you. So I'm going to say that for a start. Second of all, I've never been in the situation, thank the Lord, where I've had to go to the last match of the season after an absolute awful season and and not to know if I if if Arsenal were going to go down, I honestly don't think Kev I could have coped. Not on my age. Not now. I don't you don't. You I don't trust me on this one. You do not want to be in it. And those long-suffering Everton fans, Baz, Baz can explain it better than I can. Go on, Baz. You know what I mean? It's it's tragic what's happened to that football club. Yeah. So interestingly, <laughs> I'm just going to put a quote, uh, a question from Phil. Everton seemed like a car crash of a club. What's going on? What's going on to change things at the moment? So let's ask Baz. 
How's the season been, Baz? <laughs> you know how it's been. I've come on here before and we've had a couple of chats, haven't we? We had a chat before we beat you at Goodison. Yeah. Customary Everton home win against Arsenal. And then we had a chat before the customary Arsenal home win against Everton. So, you know, that's the way it is. Um, no, it's been it's been a disgrace. As Kev has said, it's the, a club our size, regardless of winning anything, certainly should never be in a position where it's going. It could be leaving the Premier League, um, not after the money we've spent. But it's actually a very interesting day for me to come on because as Phil's saying, what's going on to change it? Everton CEO has just left the football club today. Oh, which a, a I lot didn't of know. Yeah. yeah. Three board members have gone at five o'clock today, which is a big, big, uh, it's a big deal. And we're expecting Bill Kenwright to leave the football club as well in the next 48 hours. So big changes needed it. About time Farad Mashiri started getting his act together and making the changes. Um, and hopefully from here we will see we'll see a little bit of a different Everton, but it's going to be small steps, as Kev knows it. It's, it's got to be. We can't... I think where Everton have gone wrong... Um... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is, is, they tried to do things far too quickly without any real plan. And there is a thing going around, Everton, as you could understand now why Arsenal fought so hard to keep Usmanov and Mishiri out the boardroom. Because it's been a bit of a a bit of a mad one for us, but we've we've just got to kind of wipe the slate clean now and see what happens from here. But it's the start, and um, like you say, it's it's quite a big day for Everton today. Yeah, I mean, listen, I never experienced it before. Um, I don't listen, ever want to stop go crowing. Stop I'm not. Crowing. I promise. Know. I you Amanda, know we know you've never experienced it. <laughs> I don't want to ever experience it. Again but I'm just. Trying to explain to the people no, on audio as well yeah. that are not watching that I constantly text you and Alan, didn't I? Yeah, I you constantly did. stayed in contact. You were sending with... me voice notes saying I'm praying for you, come on and everything. I couldn't Absolutely. even open them, I was terrified. Yeah, on <laughs> on the on the last day, especially I was my heart was with you as a football mm. fan, because you know, if you would have been a Spurs fan. Obviously, not so obviously. much so, of course, mm. obviously. However, when you've got friends at different clubs that are not rivals with, with mm. your club. You Again, just... all right. No, sir. All right. One uh, day not... it will be. <laughs> <laughs> were you, you know what, you was a, for people that don't know, you were a massive club in the 80s. Mm. You know, I still see Everton a, as a very big club. Unfortunately, you've had, as, as the city lot say, the noisy neighbours across the road, you know, you can't mm. deny their history and everything they've done is has been fantastic. Not mm. easy for the Toffees, absolutely not. It's like Arsenal with the Invincibles. It's not easy for Tottenham, even though they'd never admit that. But, <laughs> the, the, Kev, talk to every... Uh, well, actually, Barry, you do it. Baza, you talk to everyone about what Kevin means to you. Mm. Nothing. He's a gunner. We've got nothing <laughs> to do with him. No, I, listen, Kev, 
super Kev. Uh, Evertonians love him. Absolutely love him. And, um, you know, he's he's been far too long since he's been on our channel, by the way. It's been far, far, far Don't get invited long. anymore. No, you never look at your messages. That's why I'm Shut getting... Shut up! You never message. invite me anymore, Bez. Stop it. Stop okay, it. boys. I have no, to listen, say... <laughs> listen, Kev, Kev means a lot to so many Evertonians. Um, to so many people. Things like our first black captain and things like that. He's, he's etched in our history. Kept us up. We were gone. Like for anyone who doesn't know, Kev come in. We, you think this season was bad? Well, that's what it was like. And, and this season we didn't have a talisman. Um, it, sorry, and, and we didn't have one until we got Kev back in '99. He came in and got nine goals in eight games and kept us up. From then, he could have done whatever he wanted because he'd kept our football club in in the league. He got the until a couple of years ago, he was the last player to score the winner in a Merseyside derby at Anfield. You know, and he kept telling me, "I want that record gone." I want that record gone, yeah. and it eventually went. And hey, Baz, he, hold on. It, Baz, I've got to say a caveat there. Go on. Somebody came up to me and said, on the last game of the season, day, you've still got that record. I said, I haven't. It's gone. He said, but you done it when the stadium was full. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> so, I mean, we, can't, we can't let Coppites think that. But that is actually a fact. You did it when it was difficult. <laughs> you did it when it was much more difficult. Um, oh. So, no, he, he genuinely means... Loads, whoever. Well, yeah, people don't sing the name of a of a player if they haven't took him to the heart. And he, he, he's he'll always be. He knows. He doesn't need me to to big him up. He knows the script. And um, yeah, fantastic for one of our number nines and and a you know a huge huge presence, a huge character which Evertonians still love today. He's always welcome at Goodison, and um, it's a pity. It's a pity we didn't have him. To come and save us the last nine games this year, it might have been an easier ride. I mightn't have been walking into that stadium saying to me, lad, we're walking in as a fan of a Premier League club and we don't know what we're, we won't be walking out in the Championship. And he's only 12, bless him. So, uh, but we were all right. He was like, Dad, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And, <laughs> and, and you know what? Listening to you makes me more annoyed with all the idiots I argue with on Twitter about Arsenal bottling and Arsenal season mm. and all that. That we should. We should only be so grateful for what we've seen this season to what you've been through. Mm. And you know that we've been, you know, absolutely above our game this season, Bazza. And, you know, I'm just wondering, how did you cope? I'm just, I'm so curious how you coped in the last three months. Was it, mm. was it just constantly there? Did you block it out? Did you go, we're going down, we're not going down? Did you look at, were you constantly watching everyone around you? Because I remember yeah. Alan messaging me going, you need to beat West Ham. And it was, mm. it was like constant. And when we didn't beat West Ham, my first thought was, damn, we're going to mm. lose the league. My second thought was, this isn't good for Everton. <laughs> it was weird because I'm mm. not an Everton fan. Everyone accuses no. me of being a Liverpool fan, which is bizarre. But um I felt like you that. better I'm not wondering... be, or we're gonna fall no. out. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't support anybody. No, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it, it was, it is that. And you know what? Some, to be honest, it was worse twelve months ago because we were almost like Leicester this year. Only they didn't get out of it. We fell into something we hadn't remembered. You know, it being quite yeah. a long time since Everton had struggled the way they had. Kev kept us up. Last time we were kind of in that that mode. Last year, it was almost like, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. And then all of a sudden, it was like, Kev, will we be all right? You yeah. know, and then this year, <laughs> this year, I don't know what from Kev will tell you better from his perspective. But for me, 
it was always there, but I was a lot calmer. It was almost like, well, we brought this on ourselves because we didn't make the changes we needed. Yeah. So it was almost like an acceptance. But the worst thing, and I don't know, Kev can tell you from a player's point of view, the worst thing from a fan is when other teams are playing and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So it's one thing Everton are on and you're focused on that game and as a player, you're playing in it. But when the other teams are getting results and you're like sat at home and Everton aren't playing, you look and you go, Oh my God, I've Leicester got a point at Newcastle when Newcastle are beating everyone. That kind of thing. Our power. How, how have Southampton gone to Chelsea and won? You know, well, it's that, like, what's going on? Hang on. When Southampton were 3 1 up at Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal, yeah, it's like. Everyone, I was like, oh my God. Because I was expecting 7 0. That match to Arsenal. You weren't the only ones. Oh, my God. I was a big side, mate. Trust me, it wasn't great. Mate, I was running around the living room when Reese Nelson scored against Bournemouth in the 98th minute. And I'm I'm an Evertonian. I'm celebrating. (laughs) And you know what the worst thing is, Amanda? Wanting Liverpool to win so many games at the end of the season. It felt dirty. (laughs) It felt horrible. They're beating Leeds 6-1. And I'm like, okay, good result. They're beating Leicester 3-0. And I'm smiling. When normally I'd be kicking the, the telly, you know, um, that was the worst thing about it. But we stayed it up. Is. It was great. It doesn't matter. It is, and I totally understand, Kev. If you need to go, I totally understand. Yeah, I do. But I just want to. I just want to say. I just want to say one thing. I want to say something to Baz and say something to you. So, Baz, listen. Hmm? We do know Everton's problems all come from when Richarlison goes, and he doesn't get replaced. 100%. You lose 12 goals out of Everton. How Everton stayed up this season, I tell you this much, mm. PG. You lose a dozen goals yeah. and you do not replace it. Everton are the first team to be one, the, one of the lowest scorers in the, in the league. I think the lowest scorer and stay up. Mm. So that tells you everything. How they've done it. I think Sean Dyche and his backroom staff have done an incredible job. Long may the changes continue whenever and move up that league. Fingers crossed. And to you, PG, thanks for having me on. Everyone in chat, I really appreciate it. We never get enough time, but we don't. That, that just means we've got to come back on. You're so, coming back. Thank so you please so much. Back on. You're, welcome. You're welcome. You go and do what you got to do. I love, we're going to stay on with Baza. Take care. Hey, and, uh, thank you listen, so much. For, for Forrest to stay up as well was incredible. Yeah. Mm. Fair play to the owner and Steve Cooper and the team. How they done it, they worked it and they, they worked out a way out to play and stayed up. And I've still got three teams in the Premier League for next season. So <laughs> I love it. Look after yourself, everybody. See you, Kev. Bye. Thank you, Casey. Love you. Love you. Bye. That was the fantastic Kev Campbell. We're going to stay on a few more minutes to talk to Baz because um, I've got some questions for you if you fancy answering them. Not that you were supposed to be doing all this. Go on. Um, let's go. Phil Macca said, question, Everton seemed like a car crash of a club. Oh, no, we did that one, didn't we? I am sorry. Yeah, that's fine. We did that's that fine. one. Um, Carl Stark says, question, Baz, how much would you give for a boring mid-table finish next season? Oh, God, I pray for the days of 12th. I used to moan my head off. And um, I can't believe I'm saying it, to be honest. But yeah, uh, next year, just being a boring 12th place would be lovely. Just for one year, and then we get better. But yeah, just to not have the stress of worrying with uh, 
a couple of months ago whether you're going to stay it would be lovely so carl pray for us please thank you for a boring boring and yeah. this is interesting this might get your go a little bit remember it's an arsenal podcast go on it's fine Bill, is Baz happy that the dinosaur Deitch is in charge of his <laughs> beloved toffees? Now, the thing is, we're not a lover of Sean Deitch. No, He's not no. a lover of us. Mm-hmm. So, what's your opinion on your manager? Uh, listen, uh, would he have been my choice? No. No. Um, but he's, he's, he's done all right for us so far. So, I think maybe just right now to stabilise us, maybe... He's the right man for right now. We're going, don't forget, we've got one more full season at Goodison Park before we move to the new stadium. We yeah. need to make sure we move in that new stadium as a Premier League football club. Um, do I think Everton will be in any danger next season, a full season with Dykes? No, I don't. I think I think Everton will be a boring mid-table club next season. Um, but like I say, would he have been my choice? No. I'd have chosen someone different. But... We'll have to just up. see. Listen, we might, it's about sometimes, you know, maybe he can change a little bit and, and be a little bit more progressive than what he's shown. Maybe he won't be. Maybe that's the, the limit of what he is. But um, we'll see. Everyone deserves a chance. Evertonians won't put up with it for too long if it isn't. It doesn't get better. No. But right now, maybe he's exactly what we need just to get everyone back down to earth. And, and well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, Patrick Carlson. Welcome to the show, Patrick. What are your thoughts on leaving Goodison? I've never been. Oh, I hope I can get there next season. You need to. Well, no, stay away because you might be a lucky charm and I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. um, I've never been and we don't do well, so maybe I should come up. There you go. Um, listen, it's it's weird because it's an amazing stadium. It's old, don't get me wrong. Obstructive views, wooden you know, flooring in, in some of the stand and all of that, but it's one of the old, the you know, the old fantastic nostalgic places. I loved Highbury, loved it. And, um, but obviously time changes, doesn't it? And you have to move on and Everton's time is now. It'll be weird. But when you go down to the new stadium, you see where it's up to. It's it's unbelievable, the size of it, where it is. Um, so it's going to be incredible. So it'll be sad to leave and I, I can't imagine what the final day, the final game will be like there and when that's it. Because obviously, you know what it's like when you go to... Well, you've experienced it going to Highbury all those years yeah. now going to the Emirates. So it's not something we've experienced. So it's on one hand, I'll be obviously very sad. But on the other hand, I can't wait to get somewhere new that might actually kick Everton on as a football club. So Okay, I'm going to do one more question yeah. and I'm going to end the show because... <laughs> I'm tired tonight. Yeah, absolutely. The heat it's warm. It's me. warm. Oh, Karen Russell. Hello, my lovely. Baz, who would be your choice as manager? Um, they, I mean, there's me saying I wouldn't have Sean Dyke and he wouldn't have been my choice. But now you put me on the spot. Um, I don't know, Mr. the answer right now because I don't know the full position of where Everton was. Back in January... I'd have probably, I'd have probably gone with someone like Wayne Rooney, who is obviously young, mm. up and coming manager, Evertonian, um, and you want a young manager the way you've got with Mikel Arteta, a young manager, and you want to build together and grow together. But I think Everton's too unstable right now for that. If Graham Potter, I think, would be a good man. I know he's failed at 
I know it hasn't gone right for him at Chelsea, but I think he's a great manager or a really good manager. And I think if he if you took him, and I actually think Everton would be quite a good fit for him in terms of where we are now, having to refocus our goals and start again almost. I think Chelsea was never going to work because he went in and they want everything right now. Where I think yeah. with him, you've got to allow things to grow. Um, there's lot, listen, there's loads, there's lots of young, exciting managers around. Thomas Tuckle has gone in a buy-in, but I, I've always loved him. I think he's really good as well. Um, Everton wouldn't have been able to get in this time, but there's been times in the past where we could have got him. So there's been there is there's lots out there. It's it's whether you the whether you want to gamble on it, isn't it? But you've got to give Dyche a chance. You really yeah, have kept yeah. you up. Yeah. Just kept yeah. you up by honestly one goal mm. is just I still mm. can't I I'm fascinated how you coped. I don't I think I'd have just been ratty and miserable for months. It never like, goes it, away. It no, never goes that's, away. And until, even when you're trying to watch things, you know, and, and with your family or whatever, yeah. it's it's almost there. And you know, you've just gotta hope you come through it. But um What was it like? Okay, so but you scored Mm-hmm. Unbelievable the, noise. The yeah. noise was, was crazy. Honestly, I've never heard anything like it. The relief Absolutely. must have been extreme, except it was mad. To, what, what minute did he score? The 57th minute. So you had I to think, go from 57 like minutes to 90 odd minutes. Well, 100 minutes. He played 10 minutes, stop his time. Temp, which, right, 100 minutes. The yeah. other games had finished and they were waiting. Who was it? Uh, Less than it was. We're waiting on you. If Bournemouth scored, that's it. We're down. Yes, correct. And Pickford so, makes a save in the 94th minute. You know? I, I Yeah, I remember. And I mean, you just like <gasps> hold your okay. breath as it goes goalwards. So what happened when the final whistle went? Did it hit home or were you just exhausted? Just the relief. You know what? Last year was last year was was weird because even though we still had a game to go, we knew we were getting hammered at Arsenal. Regardless, we just knew Arteta was going to destroy us. Um, so therefore, we had to win that Palace game. When the whistle went last year, being two 0 down at half time yeah. and winning three two, it was tears and everything in your eyes because it was that. Like I said, we dropped into it almost, and it was like, where's this come from? Where I think I'd gone through so many permutations in my head that day, the Bournemouth game. You've almost starting to think about the championship and thinking, well, if we win 31 games like Burnley, it might be that bad a season. Um, so the, it was just relief. The honest to God, it was the it was just pure relief. It was just like blow the whistle and and the lad who sits next to me, I looked at me watch when he put the 10 minutes up, and honestly, he said to me, That must be it now. And I looked at me watch and we played three minutes. There was still seven to go. And I was like, <laughs> You're messing. Worst. There's another seven minutes. And he was just like, Oh my God. But um it, yeah, it was worst. just relief. It was just I mean, relief. I mean, and when anger, we one up and it yeah. means three points, I can't cope. God knows what it means to be relegated. <laughs> Massive. Oh my God. Anyway. I wouldn't know, Amanda. I wouldn't know. No, because you didn't get relegated. You didn't get relegated, yeah. You need to make changes this year, that is for sure. But you know what? Look, thank you, Baza, for joining me for the last 15 minutes. Karen Russell, thanks for answering, Baz. It's not easy. He would have even come on, wouldn't you, Baz, if you were relegated? You would have, yeah. He's a very. 
I've been yeah. defending Arsenal. I was even at the last overlap defending Arsenal when people were calling them bottlers. Yeah. I was like, they've been amazing all season. They're, they're playing against the machine and City are. They're, they're brilliant, don't get me wrong, but they're a machine, as proven on Saturday. So the fact that Arsenal have ran them so close this season has been, been fantastic. I know it's disappointing. And listen, I'd love to have the opportunity to be disappointed about coming second, but yeah, uh, you know it's a, it's about moving forward from now. But yeah, I'd have come on regardless. Regardless. Aww. So for any Evertonians listening, and some might, we can find you at Toffee TV, can't we? We can, yeah. Hide not the way there. And um, what's your Twitter handle for anyone of my Arsenal lot that want to follow you? Because he's a good follow. Uh, THC1878. Yeah, what does it mean? The Holy Trinity. Okay. Our Ken, it was a midfield, it was our thing, a midfield of Kendall Ball and Harvey, one of the greatest right. midfield ever in our history. So it was a it was a thing that was created when I went on Twitter, about whatever it was, 13 years ago or something. Um, but it, but yeah, that's that's what it is. That's that's it. Oh, my thanks to you. It's just, I've had the most amazing show with you and Kev. Um, obviously, Kev had to go. My big thanks to him. My big thanks to Baza. Guys in the chat room, you've been incredible. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. So, Wednesday night, 7.30 is the next show with um, Chris. He will be hosting Akilvias, as I said, and Merv Deneen. It is called, I have to read this because I get it wrong, One In, One Out, One Bangs. And he started it last Wednesday and it was really interesting. And uh, last Wednesday we had Johnny Cochran on and Kaya Kayanak. So you really need to subscribe, absolutely, because you're going to miss loads of shows. We are trying to go twice a week. Um, don't know who's coming on next Sunday or Monday with me, but the week after we have got the podcast Guns and Yellow Ribbons are coming to talk to me. My mate's Trevor Hilsey. I'd like to thank everybody, honestly, for listening, subscribing. We're on all audio channels, as everybody knows. If you wouldn't mind retweeting us and sharing everything, that would be fantastic. Baz, well done for staying up. Well done for coming <laughs> on the show. We'll see you. I nearly said Highbury. We'll see you at the Emirates next season. And if I meet you, I'll go and show you my picture on the mural. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks, everyone. All these lovely comments. Oh, yes. Robert, get your dad on PG. PG. There is going to be a family of cousins and my dad, and it's going to be like sitting in the car going to Highbury all those years ago. Thank <laughs> you for your lovely comments. Good night, everybody. And you know what? Stay safe in this hot, disgusting weather because I can't wait for it to all be over. Um, Chris will see you Wednesday night. I'll see you next week. Good night from me and Bazza. And even though he's on the show, always Arsenal. Always Arsenal. Good night, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.